0: Hello, I'm John Bates, and welcome to my podcast, Hope for Today, where I inspire to live with heavenly perspective and kingdom mindset. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoy. Welcome to Talks with John. Today, I'm in the book, You Are What You Eat, Fruit for Your Soul. This is a new book I wrote. You can get it on Amazon or johnbatesministries.com. Today, we're going to look at the fruit of goodness, and I have chosen a fruit to go along with it, The orange Romans 14, 14 says, I myself am convinced my brothers and sisters that you yourselves are full of goodness, filled with knowledge and competent to instruct one another. So growing up, I was told, John, you need to be good. Be the best at what you're doing. Try to do good. Try to be better. But for me, that never quite hit the mark. When I was in my early 20s, I was on staff at a church and I really wanted to be a good person, but in fact, I wasn't being very good. I was being duplicitous. I wasn't really living like I knew the Lord wanted me to live. One day, a lady came up to me and said, oh, John, I wish my kids could be like you, and I thought, no, you don't, but I just stood there and smiled, and she said, yeah, I'll watch you, John. You're as pure as the driven snow. Well, obviously, this lady was not operating the gift of discerning of spirits because she couldn't see that I was a person trying to be good, but manufacturing false goodness. Paul wrote in uh, Galatians, I say, walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. The desires of the flesh are against the spirit. The desires of the spirit are against the flesh for these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you're led by the Spirit, you're not under the law. That's Galatians 5, 16, 17, and 18. So, do you walk by the Spirit, or do you live in the flesh? It's really not possible to say, I'm a little bit of both. So, let's go back to me, my early 20s. Was I a little bit of of God and really living for Him, or was a little bit of flesh. You know, it's kind of like uh, Donnie Marie Osmond used to sing a song, I'm a little bit country, I'm a little bit rock and roll. No, <laughs> you, you can't, those don't mix. It's like oil and water. You can't be a little bit of God, a little bit of the flesh, and say, I'm really both. You're going to be one or the other. If you walk by the Spirit, it is guaranteed you will bear fruit. You may say, well, I don't see it in my life keep praying in the Spirit, keep spending time in the Word, keep doing your devotions every day, keep Christ first. Let's talk about the the fruit, orange. Oranges are good for you. I chose the orange because of our association with goodness. It's chock full of vitamins and nutrients, vitamin C especially. Oranges help to reduce inflammation, they lower blood pressure, They can aid in protection from cancer, heart disease, and diabetes. They're good fruit. Do you know man's goodness comes from God? Humanism teaches that man is inherently good, and the Bible teaches that man is inherently evil. I've taught this before from the pulpit and received pushback because of my stance. I hear things like, you're not encouraging enough, Pastor. I need you to build me up. You know what they're saying? Make me feel good about myself. When really, self is selfish, we need to feel good about God in us. Let's look at the story of the Good Samaritan. In Luke 10:33, it says, A Samaritan, as he journeyed, came to where this beaten-up man was, and when he saw him, he had compassion. There was a man traveling to Jericho, and he was accosted by robbers. They beat him, took everything, left him for dead. And here was this Samaritan a mixed-race man that was looked down upon by the Jews, who came uh, up to this man that was laying there dying, and when he saw him, he had compassion on him. You know, you can be religious and not have goodness. You can go to church and not have the goodness of the fruit of the Spirit in you. We need to learn from the example of the Good Samaritan. First, in this fruit of goodness, compassion is always involved. Goodness may require you to listen to a story or situation, maybe a coworker. Instead of thinking, oh man, I'm pressed for time. Goodness says, have compassion on this person. Stop and listen. This fruit of goodness caused a Samaritan to be extravagant in his giving. He poured out his own oil and wine and paid for the man to stay there and be taken care of. This Samaritan invested his time, his money, his heart, his energy. Goodness needs to be expressed in our lives. Galatians 6.10, Paul said, Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. I've seen people pray, pray, pray for nations and go home and curse their family out. What is the purpose in that? You know How can, how can you pray for somebody across an ocean and can't love your family? Second, goodness corrects what is wrong. Kindness is nice. We talked about that last week. But goodness doesn't always feel nice. Have you ever had a friend tell you that what you're wearing is not quite right? That's actually goodness, if they say it in love. Doesn't always feel right or nice, but you listen. Goodness is causing people right now to step up and get their act together. It's time for churches in this season to listen to the voice of goodness from God and stop sinning. So let's talk about it. Being on the end, the receiving end of someone calling you out on something. But they did it in love. Still doesn't feel good, does it? Proverbs 27 6 says, Faithful are the wounds of a friend. Listen to that. Faithful? I would say painful are the wounds of a friend, but the scripture says, Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. You know, sometimes your enemies want you to stay broken. So they're just all kissing up on you, saying everything's great, you're perfect, but your friends will tell you what's wrong. So friends can wound you, yes if they're the godly ones, sometimes goodness will come across as wounding. Thirdly, goodness supports what is right or righteous. Third John 11, it's written, Dear friend, do not imitate what is evil, but what is good. Anyone who does what is good is from God. Anyone who does what is evil has not seen God. And lastly, goodness overcomes evil with good. We have to understand that goodness is a powerful fruit. Goodness can be tough. Scripture in Romans 12 says, vengeance is mine. I will repay. We, we can't avenge ourselves by taking out wrath on other people. We have to have goodness in our hearts and let God do what God needs to do. We have to be good to our enemies even. Sometimes it's hard to be good to your families and friends. You say, that's pushing it. But we really even have to be good and kind to those who treat us wrong. If you're a person who practices revenge, you probably enjoy the part of heaping coals upon their heads. You know what? Let God do that through you in a a way that only God can do it through goodness. It's not you manufacturing of how I'm going to get back on or they'll wish they never would have done this, or taking glee when they're suffering. God has an idea of goodness. Several years ago, I was preaching a revival campaign at Christ for the Nations in Dallas. And I had a bride walk in to the wedding march in a wedding dress that I had purchased at a thrift store. I took a cheap old dress, put mustard stains on it. It was white originally, had ketchup, grease, grass stains, had sweat pits in the arms. And by the time we finished with that dress, it was a mess. She walked down the aisle of that college chapel meeting wearing that dress as the bride of Christ. It was a lesson on how we're to keep ourselves pure and clean. Isaiah 64, 6 says, All of us have become like one who is unclean, and all our righteous acts are like filthy rags. We all shrivel up like a leaf, and like the wind our sins sweep us away. That dress was like filthy rags. And that's exactly how it looks to God when we try to clean ourselves up and be good without seeking help from Him. He looks at it and says, You know what? That's filthy. It's nasty. It's all you. It's not me showing through you At all. God wants us to walk in His idea of goodness, to walk humbly as we trust God with our lives. So, this fruit salad, it's getting even better. We've added oranges this week. That is good stuff. God wants the fruit of goodness to come through your life. So, ask Him to develop this fruit in you. Again, this is out of the book, You Are What You Eat Fruit for Your Soul. You can purchase it on Amazon johnbatesministries.com. Thanks for being my guest today. Have a blessed week. Thanks for listening to Hope for Today with John Bates. Let us know your thoughts by leaving a review. You can subscribe and share these episodes wherever you listen. You can connect with John through Facebook, Instagram, and at johnbatesministries.com. Have a blessed day.